Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. It was only going to be a matter of time before I would have him back on the program. From our first recording together, which you should most definitely check out, episode 125, Max de la Cruz and I have certainly aligned on many levels, from the warrior's mindset to childishly getting a laugh out of the little whimsical things that occur in our everyday lives, to the undeniable demands of fatherhood, to furthering the necessary conversations about mental health among men. I can quite honestly admit I've made a new friend. This next recording is very much the product of this mutual energy and respect. As we were candidly exchanging back and forth over DM, we eventually got to bounce off different observations in regards to another topic which we were quite versed in, marriage and long-term relationships. We realized that a lot of the stuff we were discussing could be useful to people, and as these things do, when I asked Max if he'd be up for a comeback episode to dive into this topic, he didn't flinch and graciously accepted my invitation to return to the podcast. On this episode, Max and I get personal and share our frank perspective about the state of long-term relationships, how one's core values have a decisive impact on our marriage, the challenges of accepting your partner's differences and needs, accepting our faults as men, and so much more. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 133 with Max de la Cruz. Here we go. I want people to hear this because, again, it's right off the bat of just publishing Max's first appearance on the podcast and the fact that, you know, we we have had repeat guests on the podcast, obviously. We've had some traction. But ever since, you know, Max and I connected, and again, we have to send a shout out to the wonderful Taina for connecting yes, us. And, sure. you know, it's been a thrill of a connection and, you know, just, you know, mutual energy and respecting and shouting out to a fellow king and fellow father, someone with the same energy. And it was, uh, it just felt so right that, dude, we have to have you back on because there's so many, because we have so many conversations offline on via the DMs of this world. And yes. it's just like, no, no, this, this is stuff that we need to share. And I really, it was something that really hit me. And this is why I want to have you back on because you and I resonate on the same frequency. And we have to, first of all, like, you know, lay it out. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about our own perspectives, especially from the men, because especially after your first interview, Max, there was a lot of commentary from my brothers and our compadres. And it was like, thank you, King, for you know, putting it, putting it out. And the ladies as well were just like, you know, man, vulnerability and everything. And it speaks. We're going to talk again about, you know, the discomfort that a lot of people are going through seeing us being open with this new generation. But I really wanted, first of all, to say congratulations on your anniversary man i think it was like what sunday yeah was yes a... sunday that it was sunday yes how long have you been together <laughs> we've been uh, together for 12 years 12 years yes yes 12 years and that's yeah. why you know it's so thrilling to be able to sit across from someone who understands because we talked about the grind already but you know if we're specifically talking about your marriage relationships and again we're not social workers we're not you know relationship counselors we're only dealing with our relationships you know my marriage is not your marriage and your marriage is not my marriage but again we have common threads and why i wanted to have you back on and we've talked about this on the dm is because you know uh a close friend um got married like maybe like two years ago and you know we were at the wedding and everything happened and then here we are in 2020 and they split 
And uh, again, we're not getting into the whys. It's just the fact that, again, there are various reasons, but I couldn't help it. And I was happy to be vulnerable enough to talk to someone who can understand. It's just like, what were you thinking? Because you have the conversation and you're like, okay, you hear a lot of, oh, I couldn't take it. Oh, the person couldn't understand me or I need my space or I'm not being heard. You hear this a lot, Max. Yes. <laughs> but I'm sorry. It's, and this is where we're going to open up the conversation because you know what? It's easy to plan your wedding, but it takes a hell of a lot more work to, you know, work on your marriage Ooh, because yeah. that's for the long run. I'm not yeah. sure if you agree. And that's I, what I want to get into, man. <laughs> man, I totally agree with that. You know, like I was talking with my wife. Um, we were recording something and I was like, you know, people want, they want great, um, they want great weddings. They do not want a great marriage because a great marriage, man, it takes a lot of uh, stepping on your ego. It takes a lot of uh, you opening up to your partner. Like it takes a lot of work. People think that, oh, you, you got married. Okay. Uh, I've reached another status. It's another thing. We, things go as, uh, as we did before, but it doesn't. Now, when you're married and you have that covenant of being married, now you represent that person. And that's something that I had to learn that actually my wife made me understand because um, at, at the beginning I was like, oh yeah, whatever. I'm just, and, and that's something so, so um, subtle. Like I was going out to, to get to run some errands or whatever, but I was, I was just grab the first pair of shirts, grab the first pair of pants and just go out. But at one point she was like, man, listen, we represent each other. When I go outside, I make sure that I'm dressed properly, that I'm nice and all of that. Not because I want to show off, but because I represent you. So we represent each other. So you cannot go out and just be whatever you want to be when yes. you're married. And that's one of the things, something as, as so, so subtle as this, some people it would blow their mind. Like, nah, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, but marriage, it's that. It's, you have, yeah. It's something. Thank you so much for touching on that. Cause you've talked about the ego and yeah. you've talked about how we have to right now. We are united as one and people need mm -hmm. to, you know, we don't need to get all religious about, you know, the covenant and the engagement and everything, but just the simple fact to, that's the word I love, the commitment, yeah. the discipline, the respect, the honor of this person who chooses to be by your side for the rest of their life, hmm. to share the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the lesser, the successes, the victories, the trials, the tribulations. Listen, when you iron it out, like this person, yes, this per everything, everything. And it's not an easy thing until, you know, when you've had the track record, track record you know, yeah. 12 years. Her and I, we've celebrated last, uh, last week as well. Uh, right now we're up, uh, we're up uh, 11 years. We've been together nice. 16. And we have these conversations, I'm not sure about you, but all the time. We have to look at each other and you're like, wow, we've been together a long time. Yeah. What can I do? How do I celebrate you? How can I honor you? And you put something very important there. It's not just about you. Yeah. Listen, I used to live in my own apartment. You used to live in your own apartment. But when we built this home, we decided to create this life together. It's not about me. I have my individuality. You have your individuality. There are things you love. There are things I hate. But you have to come together. And people fail to understand how important that is. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of people totally have it totally screwed up. 
you know, like sometimes people are using that as an excuse, like, oh, I don't have my my personal life, I'm on my space. Well, you can have your space. You can actually, it's a good thing. You can do something, but if you have some some click or your boys and you do something and you go out, you do something. It's good to have that because you you free your mind. You you have fun, and then afterwards you come back. And I'm not talking about like you, you you go out with your boys and do some reckless stuff. Like I'm, you just go out. Like let's say we we go together, we grab a bite, we shoot some pool. Yeah. That you can, you're supposed to have that. Like marriage is not a prison. And some people haven't made that. Okay, well I'm married, I can do this, I can do that. Yes, of course, there's some things that you shouldn't do out of respect, but you still have your individuality. You're you're still a human being. You still can't live. And people fail to do that. Like they think that, and actually that's one thing that I, that I was doing at the beginning, my first, my early years, first of all, the first year was terrible. Like <laughs> if someone is listening to this and they're going through something, my first year of marriage was absolutely horrible. Like, For it was, real? yeah, because she was independent already. She, she was, she had her own apartment. Uh, she's been living for by herself for uh, several years. I was coming out of my mom's house. So the big difference, yeah, big difference. So the energy is different. Like I would use that. Like, yeah, I was, and I was young. So I was 24 and my mom used to do a couple of stuff for me. Um, but then when I got married, like I still let my clothes, whatever on the floor and do the, and not do a bunch of things that usually once you you've mature enough and you have your apartment that, you know, you, you're not supposed to do. So we had to adjust to that. We had to adjust with our way of communication. Like there were so many things that we needed to adjust on that first year and we're still adjusting sometimes, but we, we're changing, we're evolving, but we have to make sure that the, like you said, when you talk about it, that you keep talking about it because the person you married, uh, 12, 13 years ago is not the same that you're with now. So you need to make Thank sure. you. Talk yeah. about that because we a lot of people get it twisted in regards to always seeing the person that's across from them as that same person they put the ring on 10, 6, 5 years ago. It, uh. Please oh, <laughs> let them know, Max, that it's not, they're not the same person. No, not at all because you can't compare. Let me let me speak to me personally about me. Like when I was 24, like I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to do this and I wanted to do shows and I wanted to do that. But now when I look down the line, like let's say more than 34, it's not the same aspiration. It's not the same goals. Uh, I don't like the same things as before. And obviously for my wife, it's the same thing. But sometimes we get caught up in the routine, work, uh, do something. If you have kids, work, kids, uh, and then you spend a little bit of time together. You work on your projects and start over again. So you don't take the time to sit down with your spouse and understand what she likes. Uh, she had to check me. And she's like, yo, we need to have that flow of conversation because you know there's some things that I that I do not like anymore. There's some things that I like. Uh, I have different aspirations, so we need to check in with each other to to understand we're growing and we're evolving. That's the the, the fundamental of it. So we need to make sure that we check in to make sure, to to understand each other to continue to evolve together, so that one person doesn't grow one way and the other person stays stagnant in the same way, thinking that okay, well we're together and that's it. It's not the end of the road. When you get together, like you 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 get together to build something and to move forward. But as you build, you grow and you evolve. So you're not you have to make each other aware of your changes basically 100 100 yeah. you were vulnerable with me i'm gonna vulnerable with you you talk about your first year of the marriage my first two years and it was i actually made two mistakes that i keep that i again you have to be able to check yourself check your mm-hmm. own ego out of the equation and realize where you're going wrong the first i tell this story all the time the first fight we had as a married couple and we're talking like first weekend back from honeymoon the first argument 
was something I look at it now. I'm like, that is so basic, but that a lot of people are going to say like, really? But when you analyze and you understand your partner in communication, I'm getting to a point here. So Saturday morning, you wake up me. I've been by myself here in Montreal for a long time. I live for myself for a long time. So Saturday morning, I'm not, I'm not a guy who likes to sleep in. I just like, I attack the day I wake up early. Like, you know, I used to work night shifts. So I don't, I, I get by on very little sleep. So Saturday morning I wake up, I just get out of bed. I just put my PJs on. I just go, go, go out front in the living room. Just like, you know, just watch some TV, get on the computer and just stuff. Lady comes out. <clears throat> I can't believe you got out of bed. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, and ensued a very long argument because I expected you to be in bed. But I hear like, what do you mean expect me to be in bed? Like, what is it? You don't own me. Like, you know, so that, that happened. It sounds stupid, but guys, listen, what she is saying is that all I'm wanting from you is a bit of physical affection where your presence in bed on Saturday morning means to me. I'm putting a lot of words because that's what it means. And you have to learn. I've learned this after yeah. 16 years. But when you're first married, I've never been married before. Again, I'm looking at this as, come on, we're just living together. It's like, it's a Saturday morning. Why are you making a big deal? It is a big deal to the other person. It may not be a big deal to you, mm-hmm. but you need to understand that for this person, what is a very minute detail is a very huge deal for her. And you need to speak that language. And I'm like, oh, Okay. It took me a lot of weeks to actually get to the point, but you know what? We came to an understanding. Like, all right. I don't like staying in bed, but if you want, okay, can I get Sunday morning? It's like Sunday morning. Can we just not have this discussion? I will give you Saturday. I will stay in bed. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to roll. I'm just fine. No, as long as you're in bed, totally fine. That worked very well, you know? And that's not asking a lot, but for the other person, it is a huge deal. And like you said, you need to be able to have these conversations because these are the little details, these little idiotic little things that over time, and you know this, Max, are going to accumulate and become a huge Mm -hmm. deal. And that's where we create frustration and overflow and those temper tantrums that just explode. And you're like, where did that come from? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I totally get And I was, you know, I said my, my first year of marriage was bad, but that's just on the level of like the communication of, on us understanding each other. But the second year also on the third year, third year, we, we, we got to a cruise control, if I could say it like that. But the second year also, my wife kept telling me that, okay, well, you don't open up. You don't talk. I always have to ask you 150 questions for you to finally open up and talk to me. And she's like, yeah, I'm your wife. Like, if there's something, you need to be able to feel free. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. But I, I, I never did it. Like, it took me a while to, to understand that, okay, you're only hurting yourself. And like you were saying, I was, I, well, the, the error that I made was like, I was telling myself, okay, you know what? I'm picking my battles. So something would happen. I didn't say anything. Something again would have happened. I didn't say anything. And then, like you said, I let it accumulate. And then afterward, I, I pop off just for no reason. And she's like, well, where's that coming from? Or what's your problem? Well, you, well, you don't talk. Or what? So after the, like the third or fourth time that I did that, and she checked me again, I was like, you know what? You need to stop doing that. You need to, to come to the realization that you need to open up more. You need to talk more. You need to discuss. And I think that's something that guys in general, men in general, we don't talk a lot. Not sure if it's because society makes it look like if you talk about your feelings, you're such a way or such a way. But we definitely, uh, we, we need to open up more. 
You need to do that. And yeah. you're so right, because having spoken to a lot of men, and I'm you and I are very big male advocates, you know, for you know, for opening up and the toxic masculinity and having that conversation, it's important to keep the dialogue going. You know, I can let my son cry, not just because he doesn't want to go to sleep, but if he's having a bad day, he's supposed to know that he can come to me and you know, you just totally fine. Men need to talk, not just vent is like, oh my wife is just like popping off. No, 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 no. You need to be able to say, like, you know what? you know, debts are piling up and I'm thinking about changing jobs and, you know, I haven't been happy here. And like, you know, I'm a little bit insecure into how I'm going to tell her. And like, you know, yeah, the kids have been, you know, really challenging these past few days. You need to be able to call your boys. As you said, let's go out for a beer. Because again, my wife doesn't like to hear me say this, but maybe you, I'm not sure how you respond to that, but men have their own language. A guy knows how to talk to a guy. It's not sexist. It's not, it's biological. It's such illogical, but a man knows how to talk to a man and a man knows how to listen to a man. And right now, I'm not sure if you have, but I got a circle of guys like, you know, with you know, back home in Haiti, like a very core group of guys on my WhatsApp. When I'm having one of those very low points, I, they know how to check me when, you know, we just like boys, like I need to, to talk right now. I was like, what's up, man? And they'll call you up in like, you know, good 30, 45 minutes, like, you know, either chat or call. And you know what? That's all you need. It doesn't solve all your problems, but at least it gives you that that freedom to express yourself. And, you know, a lot of um, a lot of uh, spouses and wives sometimes feel that, you know, their men are shunning them aside. And OK, why? Why? Why can't you talk to me? Why can't you talk to me? It's not what he needs right now. He needs space. He just needs to be with his boys and, you know he'll come back. And that's why you're, I agree with you. Guys need to be able to talk to their spouses, but sometimes it's too much. And that's how we feel. That's definitely how I felt. I've been open about my depression. And, you know, that's something that I invite men to be more open because it's a fragile thing because it breaks, you know, that, 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 you know, that armor of manliness, but it's something we got to do away with because it's killing us. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, also when it comes to having the conversation, like, yes, you can always talk to your spouse, but like, like you said, man, a man can understand a man. And it's like, it's just regular nature. Like I, I also, like I, I talk to my wife all the time. We speak on everything, but also when there's something that, it, that, that I'm not feeling good, like I have my boys that I can talk to. And you know, sometimes when you talk to, to your spouse, sometimes, sometimes not, I'm not going to say all women, but they look so much into the details that you're, you're not even into that level of details that you need someone to just see the core message and understand it for what it is. And just like bounce it to, you need to, you need to have someone to bounce it off of That's so it. the person responds. So that's it. Yeah. Man, it's yeah. But to hmm. celebrate our Queens, cause we are, we're not going to leave them out to celebrate. our queens. <laughs> and again, it really touched me, you know, to just to see that picture of the two of you with you and Cindy, it was just like, Oh man, like time flies. <laughs> yeah. But you know, just to get all sappy and emotional, <laughs> how did it feel to see her walk down the aisle? Man, let me tell you something. When, when I first met her, uh, I think it was back in uh, 1997 or something like that. Like we were working at a, at a, at a, I think it was a telemarketing place or whatever. And the first time I saw her and I was talking to her, I'm like, man, this girl is so beautiful, whatnot. Uh, but she was, she was with somebody and she, she, she was, she's like three years and a half um, older than me. So, mm-hmm. so at that time she's like, yo, you're, you're a kid or whatever, or whatnot. So we just friends. And I kept, I think I saw her for a total of three times. We kept losing contact, kept losing in touch. So when we finally arrived to the day of the wedding and I saw her, I'm like, man, 
I, I get to marry the girl that I, the, the, like my high school crush, the girl that I had a dream, uh, that I had a, such a big crush on. So I felt like, I'm not going to say it's an, it's an accomplishment, but I really felt like proud to be able to, to have her uh, to, to, to stand by. And we're going to be a team together to, to accomplish great things. Like we were talking about things that we want to do, different things. So the fact that we reached that day and I'm really blessed and I'm really happy that we're, we're now at 12 years. Because uh, one of the things, um, it, it's not really part of the question, but one of the things that we said to each other before we got married, we said that, you know what? Divorce is absolutely out of our vocabulary. So we knew that when we got together, when we get when we would get married, that we would stay married, that we would have to work through different things. And that's word. It's easy to say when all things are well. Oh, I love you, baby. I'll be there for you forever. You're my ride or die. It's super easy to oh, say yeah. when everything goes well. But <laughs> when things start to go left, things start to go sour. Um, and now you get tested, and now you see like the real the the real from the fake ones. We talked about this on the previous exchange, the fact that, you know, COVID is going to reveal the core of what your relationship is based on. I yeah. totally believe that. And unfortunately, and the stats are there, you know, a lot of, a lot of women have had, have had to retreat, you know, to uh, safe houses and mm -hmm. because, you know, unfortunate circumstances are going on because a lot of people don't know how to respond to these circumstances. And again, the close proximity and again, not probably knowing the best way to deal with, your spouse or your relationship because again we go to work we have our daily lives and then we just have to deal with each other for a couple of hours or in the evening and then like hey go back to life but when yeah. you have to deal with each other and when you're forced to be with each other you know a lot of people are revealing their true selves and they're realizing that maybe the foundations the core structure of uh, their relationship is not what they thought it was mm -hmm. i'm not saying this to be condescending i'm saying this because it's, it's a very real truth and you're talking you're preaching to the choir we've had very very difficult times we've had difficult times and you know what you have to sit across from each other and you're like you know what just like you max we told each other like listen i don't like this we are at a crossroads. We need to, uh, we need to fix this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but we need to fix this. You need to breathe. I need to breathe. You let's, let's talk about this, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, whether it's health, we've like, you know, we've been through the ringer and, you know, compared to, yeah. you know, our elders who've been like, you know, 30, 40 years in the game, you know, we're still youngins, but yeah. we're dealing with your own thing. And you're right, man. You need to be able to have those hard. It's easy when everything is great. <laughs> but, you know, on those very dark days where you're, you have to ask yourself the question, you're like, you know, you go back to your core values, just like you. Divorce is out of the question. Don't talk to me about separating or, you know, let me go take a couple of days. No, no. <laughs> go for no. a drive, go to the gym, you know, just go to your mom's, go to your sister's, you know, go have a drink. But we're going to get back to this. Exactly. It's so important, man. It's, it's, uh, and, you know, the because the, I know some couples that got married around our time, uh, even from colleagues, uh, the, the foundation was wrong. The foundation was, like, based on looks, based on, okay, I like him for this time. Let's do it. It's, it's a phase. It's a whatnot. But, man, your foundation needs to be solid because after you say, I do, and then you don't want it to turn in do I really want to stay here? Like you, you have to make sure that the foundation is solid and build on that. What 
And I am curious because, you know, I've gotten to know you, but, you know, just speak it out for the people who might be listening. What are your core foundations? Because, you know, I'm sure Sydney brings something to the couple, like, you know, which are the pillars and the rock of this relationship. What are your core values? Like, for example, for me, I told my wife, like from day one, do whatever you want to do. We can be we can be having a disargument, but respect is primary. Like just respect, open communication. I can take a licking. It's not a problem. You need to vent. You need to lash out, whatever. Curse that, not a problem, but you can respect is primary. What were your core foundations going in? Well, going in, um, besides the, uh, the, the, the divorce thing, I think what I, what I wanted was for us to always be there for each other, no matter what would happen regardless of the situation, regardless of what would happen, like we needed to be there with for each other. It doesn't matter if I'm mad at you, if something happens, we're back to being a team. Like we, and we needed to keep, not keep face, but I wanted um, the relationship to be, to be, um, to be based, well, to based on faith. So mm-hmm. our, our, our goal was really um, to have the foundation based on faith because mm-hmm. my, my growing up, it wasn't built based on that for my father and my mother. And uh, you guys can, can, can go check out the, the pre our previous conversation concerning their relationship with my father and all of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, I really felt that, uh, and she, she was of uh, the same as um, she had the same frame of mind that if we put God as our foundation, or that we we had to put him at the top of the pyramid. As long as one, as long as each other were looking up to him and trying to get closer to him, that we will build that pyramid. Is as we get closer to God, we would get closer to each other. So our faith needed to be the foundation. We would not let anything come and disturb us, uh, disturb our, our relationship. We would not let anyone come in and also try to cause rockets. So whatever dirty laundry that we had to clean. We clean it at home. You don't go and ask your friend who's single to uh, to give you advice. I don't go to ask my boy who's single to give you advice. Nope. We, have, we we are going to sort this out. Of course, we have uh, like elders that are around us. So we have got parents who are around us, mm-hmm. but we wanted to make sure that nothing would come and like try to separate us. So that was really something that was fundamental for us. Word. Yeah. And you know, you bring you brought this up and the previous exchange and i wanted to bring it back um in regards to what we were talking about because a lot of people also deal with this and i want to ask this right because it's okay we talked about you know we're a team and Mm -hmm. we're building something together but it's important to again retain your own individual self in regards to okay i might be a movie buff and she might like to read i might like to go walk in the park she might like to nap and we all have both have individual goals, you know, and you talked about that. You have, you know, your ambitions and Cindy has her ambitions, you know, same thing for me and my wife. And again, how do we make sure that we don't, you know, fall into the trap of being egotistic or selfish in the pursuit of our goals? And a lot because a lot of people often think that they have to, you know, just squash their dreams for the other person's success or vice versa. Is it possible for our goals to align for us to succeed? Well, marriage is a partnership. So your partner doesn't necessarily have to be fully 100% invested in what you're doing. Um, so let's say uh, when, I was, uh, when I was doing music, like Cindy was aware of what I wanted to do. She was aware of, uh, of my next moves or, or what I wanted to accomplish, but she's not in the music industry. 
uh, now my goal and my focus has changed. Her, she's still, she's, um, she's focused on makeup and beauty. And it's not really my field of interest, but I take interest in what she's doing. Not because I want to consume everything about makeup or, or, or all of that, but you still need to be aware what your partner is doing. And sometimes it's also helpful that your partner is not in the same field because you, you have your face in the plate. So you're thinking about um, solving a problem or trying to bring a solution, but your spouse who's on the outside looking in, they can, they can have a better vision. Like, okay, well, have you tried doing this or this or that? So it's really important that to, to maintain, if you don't maintain your individuality, you're just going to become like a, a copy or a robot like a shell of yourself. You need to keep and maintain that individuality, but you need to also keep your partner in the loop of what you're doing. Uh, keep them um, aware of the next moves without necessarily have, wanting them to be fully invested. Now, if we're talking about, okay, you're a, she's a movie buff and you don't really like movie or she likes to walk and, and you don't, well, that's part of the deal. It comes with the package. You have to make some concessions at time. So you can't you can't do everything that you like all the time. Thank she can't you. do everything that she likes all the time. Mm-hmm. It's called for concession. Like it's part of the marriage. You have to work work you through. Now, I'm not at te- I'm not telling you guys. Okay, now you have to walk every day all the time with her. But you 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 have to it has, you have to have a balance in the relationship in order Thank for it to work. Thank you. Thank you. Just taking off. You know, just piggybacking off that. You know, when your parent, when your partner is aligned, when your partner knows what is important to you or what is it that you need, you know, you'd be surprised how much your partner is willing to, you know, collaborate. Mm. It's something very basic and something that happens. Oh yeah. I'm going to say this on the, so she can like, you know, because she listens to all my papers. So she says, Oh, you never talk about me. (laughs) (laughs) I love you dear. But this is a real one. I'm not just saying just to brag. The thing is, um, of course, with the entire pandemic and, you know, because, you know, I work in construction. So, of course, construction, yes. the, sec- the second we open up and like, you know, it's pandemonium, you know, so yes. suppliers and everything. It's craziness. So, of course, when I got called back to work after the layoff, obviously, they didn't call back everyone. So, you know, just to say that everybody's pulling in their own wake and like, you know, taking on more work. So my days have been extremely long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my wife and I, you know, with the entire night like, juggling the kids and everything. So sometimes she goes get them and I go get them. So all this is saying that the day before. I was telling her like, man, I'm just so backed up on my backlog. I got to make sure these orders got to make these calls. And, you know, so we're talking. It's just like, I'm so busy. Like, man, it's like, okay, so I got to go get the kids at the daycare tomorrow. And it's like, I'm, I'm in my head and I'm just talking. I'm just opening up and the follow up to the next day around like maybe 2 p.m. Because I close up the shop around like five. All right. But I, I do take some extra hours sometimes. But, you know, my wife knows I'm a workaholic and I've been very open about this program as well. I'm a workaholic, like, you know, 24 hours. Like, you know, I'm just just give me coffee and I will gun it. But around like 2.30, seriously, around 2.30, my wife sends me a text. Babe, I got the kids. Do what you got to do. I love you. I'll see you later. Like, hmm. I didn't ask for anything. I didn't call her up. I didn't anything. Max, do you understand what that does to a guy to know that, you know, your significant other, like your ride or die, your real one has got your back. It's not that complicated, you know, but when you get that, you feel so invincible and you value that. And what, what went through my head, a God, thank you for this woman who understands me and who's willing to back me up, even though this is not fun. She -hmm. understands this is what I need right now. And two, I need to be grateful for, you know, for this generosity of time. I'm not going to abuse it. So, yeah, I've stayed in like maybe an extra hour, but I'm like, you know what? This is enough. Stop by Costco. 
you know, buy some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> my man, my and, man. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It's it's important. You know, just come come just came home and said thank you. You know, it's not a big deal, but you know, you need that longevity of yes. being with someone for the good and the bad to understand that you know what we are a team, and you know what I got you. You know, it's it's vice versa. It's not, it, these are very exceptional moments. We need to understand that, you know what? You need to put in the time and you need to create that dialogue. It's not easy for everybody, mm-hmm. but it's important. You need to cr- figure out what works for you. Yes. You know? Yes. And yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm still like, you know, cause yeah, we're definitely going like, to, we're definitely going to put Cindy in this, in this program. <laughs> How has she made you a better version of you? Oh man. <sighs> Night and day, man. Like, if I could give you a description of who I was before, like, I was not opening up. I was really, um, I would get mad so easily. Um, I would, not a great communicator. So whatever I was feeling, I just kept it inside. And that's that. And although, yes, I was working, I was probably, like, all over the place. So the organization uh, on the organizing organization side, she 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 really made, did a work on me, and and I think the most important thing is that the fact that she allowed me and gave me that chance, give me the room to 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 feel free to express myself. I think that opened up like so many doors for me, and I, I don't I don't even think I'd be doing the the podcast or being being able to talk to to men about different things because uh, talking I, I was like. I was a cool guy, but I was not really into like talking to people. But the way that she made me open up myself and also under uh, self-reflect, uh, have introspection on myself, like it, 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 it totally made a change on the person that I am today. And I think that because of that, because of like the, the work that she did for me, like I'm a much better father, much better friend, uh, much better son, like I'm more attentive and more dedicated. So that... Definitely, if she wasn't in my life, like I wouldn't be anywhere near what I'm doing or my goals and my aspirations that I'm doing today. Man, because yeah. a lot of, that's a lot of thing you take for granted, right? Because again, taking on to the greater scheme of marriage, it's an it's a sharing of energy, it's a sharing of time, but it's a sharing of the soul of the self. You, it's an it's an it's an exchange, you know, for the good and the bad. And you'd be surprised when you open up, because again. We're talking to the men. We're talking to our brothers and our compadres. When you open up and when you have the courage to put yourself out there, you would be surprised how much comfort or how much solace or how much, you know, reassurance can come from being, you know, taken care of by this other person who wants nothing else to, you know, be there for you and support you and give you and to see you succeed. And you know what, this is what the, this, this is what the commitment we're going back to the commitment mm. of, you know, the longevity of your relationship is supposed to represent. This is not, you know, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's for the long game. It's going to hurt. It's going to be, it's going to have his bumps and downs. It's going to be having rows. It's going to be cyclical, but you know what? Hold it down, yes. hold it down, fight for what, what you believe in, fight for your couple, fight for your relationship. You know, I strongly believe that. And because the men I know their language. I know what's holding them back. I know what constitutes a hurdle. And you've probably experienced this with the, with the man cave, with all the conversation that you had, yes. mental health and keeping stuff in and, you know, just not talking. And it's a, it's a vicious cycle that yeah. we need to break free from. 
And it's going to take some time, but you know, throughout all these conversations on the man that you had, it's a great program, by the way, you know, I support you, man. Just keep hey, doing yes. this, man. Really appreciate it. how, what are the stepping stones and what significant steps are we doing, you know, to push this conversation forward, Max? Well, how can we help our friends? How can we help our brothers? Well, I think if, if we, we expose the, the benefits of opening up, um, I think that would be like a first great step. Uh, I think sometimes I talk to men and we have the conversation about being more open, being uh, able to be vulnerable. And sometimes I give them space in order to, to talk when I talk to them all, offline. But I think men do not understand the benefits. Like, like, like you said, your wife told you, okay, I got the kids, do what you got to do. You were able to, to work longer, but it relieved some, some weight off of your shoulder. But, but we don't, the men, I think, uh, they need to see, okay, what am I going to get out of this? I'm just going to open up and then what? But you need to see the after effect after that. Okay, she's going to understand you. If something comes up, she's going to be able to take the call and be like, okay, you know, tag me in. Let, let me handle this and you go do what you got to do. But I think men, we need to have that, that, that conversation where they see the benefit. Because I think that's one of the things that, that is stopping us. We're having a lot of conversation about, okay, mental health, uh, about... Uh, trying to open up the floodgates of communication. And for some men, okay, maybe it rings a bell. For some, it don't. But when we're going to start seeing the, the benefits, like, we ju- like you just mentioned earlier, once we're going to see, okay, the return on the investment that you're making on banking in on your spouse to tell her, okay, this is what I'm feeling, this is this, that, that, then we're going to be able to, to really flourish because it's such a key component of relationship communication and understanding each other that if we don't do our part, we cannot grow. We cannot evolve. Women have no problem sharing. Like they can share with you. They can share with their friends. They can share anytime. Even when you don't ask them, they still share. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? That's so true. <laughs> like when, I, when, I, when I talk to my wife and she, she tells me a story, she gives me all the details, all the details, like even the unnecessary ones. Sometimes I'm like, well, that doesn't have to do anything with the story. But she's like, yeah, but it's- Get it's, to the point. Yeah, get to the, get to the point. But they share and they express themselves. And men sometimes, and actually men, I'm saying men, but I'm, let me talk to them for myself. Even myself, when I tell her something, I'm like, okay, uh, this, 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 and that, that, ABC, and that's done. And then she ends up talking with someone else who was there. And she's like, well, you never told me that. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's not really important information. And she's like, oh, come on, man. Like, you need to, you need to give everything. I need so, the details. Yeah, the details. She needs the details. So if your woman knows the details of what you're feeling, then she's going to be able to invest in you to, to alleviate that weight. So we shouldn't be uh, scared or, or shy away from expressing ourselves because we're going to reap the rewards out of that. Very, very real one, real one, because, you know, and even with my own b- bouts of depression and, you know, when I hit a wall, let's go call it a wall because everybody like, okay, you know, you have some good days and some bad days. And my wife has learned to know me enough to know my triggers and to actually just deduce. And as you said, that's the best exp- expression. You know, you just, you know, you just have a conversation, two seconds, tag. Hmm. I can't, hand- I, I, I can't, I can't do it right now. I just need to go for a walk. And I just need to just like for the world to leave me alone for like 30 minutes. I'm just going to go for a walk around the neighborhood. And she totally gets it. Like, I got this, you know, mm-hmm. just do what you got. And same thing for her, you know, for sometimes like, you know, she just come home. She's super tired. It's like, babe, it's like, 
Shay, just just go. You know, just go take a shower. She'll go in her bedroom. She'll go on Netflix. You know, just yeah. do her things. Like you know, I just got the kids. We'll watch cartoons. You know, we'll, we'll dance. We'll just joke. You know, just go on YouTube. You know, make some pancakes. I got this. You know, yeah. like nothing. And that's your. That's my dynamic. It's probably different <laughs> from your dynamic. You know, and Actually, it's totally okay. Yeah, and and but you know what? I think it's so important that you're saying that, and I I do that too. Like whenever I I see you know before. My, my wife had to tell it to me plain. Like she had to say, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. Like she really had to say something. Like I couldn't read between the lines. Right. right? So I was, I was really bad at that. I was, I was telling her, baby, you know what? Like I, I don't mind helping, but you need to break it down to me. Like you need to tell me what you need in order for me to react to it. Now it's different. Now I can peep the signals and I can see like little things that she does. Like, for example, I know that if we're talking and she's like shaking her legs, I'm like, okay, you're, you're tired. Okay, go. you can go to sleep. No, what? You know, I catch it before her. So also, whenever I feel like she's tired or she needs some rest, I'm like, you know what? Go chill. Go, go, go do your stuff. I got the kids. We'll do something. We'll, we'll, we'll go for a walk around the block. And she's like, yeah, but I want to be there with you guys. I'm like, no, nah, you need to rest. Take the time for yourself. And it's so important. If we, if we can't pick up the ball for them, how can we accept, expect them? to do the same for us. There you go. Like I got friends who's like, Oh yeah. Like I'm babysitting the kids today. You're not babysitting the kids. They're your kids. What are you talking about? Like, it's like, your kids. how can you be babysitting? You're exactly. the parent. You know, you're just like, it's not something you subscribe and then like, you know, just give it back. No, 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 no. It's totally on you. It's exactly. Totally on you, you know? So, so yeah, man, we definitely need to, to peep these signals and, uh, allow them also to to kick their feet up sometime because like it's demanding it's demanding regardless i don't i don't care what anybody says like staying with kids or taking care of the house it's it's demanding man so we need to be able to be there for them too i got one that's probably gonna you know just gonna irritate a lot of people not irritate but i can understand how some people might find this next question question a bit condescending but you know we're all real and you're my brother i know you understand this yes sir i believe some people should not get married I totally agree. Some people get married for the wrong reasons. And that's what creates unfortunate circumstances, whether first of all, for the individuals, because there is time wasted and resources and everything. Now forget the wedding. Mm. But when you have kids in the mix, that's what yeah. bothers me. Yeah. All right. People can get separated for various circumstances. And I'm not, you know, these, you know, again, every couple is different. And I'm really trying to remain respectful. People know that I'm trying to be respectful in everything. But this is a reality. Some people should not get married for the wrong reasons. Yes. That exactly. bothers me to a point. I'm just like, I don't know what to do with that. And the, <laughs> the statistics are rising. But do you take the time to think about why you would get married? And just if we're big brothers and trying to coach people who are not married yet, you know, what would be your words of wisdom for people walking into this? Well, you don't know what to expect when you get married. Like every everyone's marriage is different, but there's some similar patterns that that we can understand that we can um uh, we can extract from it first of all finances finances you need to have the conversation about finances what you're going to do with the money how you're going to manage it Ooh. like it's such a big deal that if you just plan on getting married and then you come together and you're like now you discuss how you're going to manage the the, the money it's impossible Oh like, yeah, by the way, I've got eighty thousand dollars of school debt. Oh yeah, I yeah. two notes on this car. <laughs> and I'm a, a compulsive buyer. Every time I see something, I have just have to purchase it. But it's okay. Like 
no man you need you need to put you need to have your finances in order because if you if you have disorder in that field man you're going to get it through the teeth and it's possible that you go through a season where okay the finances are a little bit low there's deals stacking there's bills stacking up or whatnot that's understandable but you need to be able to have that conversation to okay how we're we going to manage our, our finances then you need to understand why you're getting married you're getting married because she's beautiful you're getting married because he has a six-pack man that that's not gonna last if that's your foundation on why you're getting married because i think like sometimes people get married because it's a it's a trend or or it's cool we just wanted to to, to get married listen marry get marriage is that picking up a second job like you have your nine to five, but when you get home, you, you have to provide, you have to make sure that you're there for each other. You have to be present. You have to be alert. There's so many things that comes that is involved with that, that people, I don't think people take notes of that. People only see the bright side. Okay. We get it. I want my white dress. I want my 70, 75 bridesmaid. I want like uh, the open bar. I want this, I want the car, whatnot. But after that one day where you spent all your money, then afterwards, the real work comes. So if you're not prepared, if you're not mm. equipped for the real work, man, you're going to get it through the teeth. So I totally agree with you that some people should not get married. Like when I got married, since I was young, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the office that I was working, there was a lawyer. And the lawyer was like, well, why are you getting married? I'm like, well, uh, I have faith. And we have, uh, I have faith and uh, we understand each other and we really want to build something together. And the guy laughed. He's like, oh, okay, whatever, man. Why are you getting married? It's, 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 so, uh, it's, it's so cliche. Or whatnot. So he was making fun of me, but I didn't pay any mind to it. Then a couple of years later, he got married. But then the next year after he got divorced. Eesh. So so what are you saying? Like you were an adult man of like, I think it was about 45, but you're making fun of me of getting married then you do the same thing but you do not last because you probably just got married for for whatever reason i don't know what the reason was so everyone everyone's reason is different but you need to make sure that the foundation i'll go back to the foundation that your foundation mm -hmm. is solid if you're not if you don't if you do not believe in god fine you know you it's your prerogative however you still need to make sure that your foundation is solid that you can build on that if it's on beauty, it's vain. If it's because he has money, you can lose your job. You don't know anything that can happen. And one thing that my wife told me, I'll never forget that. Like she said, you know what? Like, I don't care if we're in like in a one bedroom shack and I have to eat peanut butter sandwiches uh, for, for months. As long as we're together and we have I each other, you. man, what, what else do you want off of just off of that? Man, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm super mad. Let's, let's build something. You. Let's make you know? this happen. Yeah. We'll, we'll conquer the world. Exactly. We'll conquer the world. And that speaks a lot about, you know, having a real one. Yeah. And I got capital R, capital O, when you got a real one hmm. by your side. That is something that, you know, you're probably hoping that's what you have <laughs> when you're starting because I'm sorry, nobody teaches you how to get married. Of course Nobody not. teaches you. There's no manual to them. <laughs> the same way there's no manual to having kids. No. But you put it the best way possible. You know, earlier when you talked about staying focused on your why, mm. why has got to be the, the, the core, you know, for you, it's faith. You, for you both, it was faith. As yeah. long as your values are aligned, are aligned with God and his holy grace, yes. you guys have got a solid foundation there. You know, for us, it's definitely, you know, it was, it was a couple of things, but you know, to this day, to this day, you know, I am very thankful and ever so grateful that I have someone who can deal with my level of crazy. 
you know <laughs> for me um i've been raised pretty much um dare i say independent i'm very self-sufficient as in like if i ask you for help hey max can you help me with this thing nope all right i'll figure it out i won't mind asking you but i'll figure it out so all this to say that i don't really need someone and i'm not saying that mean but that was my mentality for you it was just like okay i'm gonna go 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 do music and everything but for me it was there was a lot of ego because I've managed to do my stuff by myself. So my biggest hurdle was being able to let go and being able to, you know, just share my load, if I can express it that way, yeah. with someone else. It's not a trust thing. It's a matter of just like, okay, it's, it's okay for you not to share. I am here for you. You know, you can put some weight on me. That's what I'm here for. I got you, all right? And I've had to, you know, remind myself that plenty of times. And at a certain point, now it's become a comfort zone. You know, right now I can't take it. But when you're focused on your why, you know, and you look at the person across from you, it's not about looks, mm-hmm. it's not about the pocketbook. It's nice, but, yeah. you know, over time, all these things fade. And at the core, when the kids are gone, when the lights are off, mm. you better be falling asleep with someone that you enjoy being with. Otherwise, it's going to be a very, very uncomfortable couple of years. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you just saying, and that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth, man. Like, and and you know, one of the thing also, if I can add, like, a, sure, um, what's um, what I would suggest, like, to young couples getting married, is that, like you said, once you have your why, you have your vision. It's so easy to get refocused because let's say you have a disagreement concerning, let's say uh, I'll put it in, in in terms that everybody can can relate to. Let's say the goal is to 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 be debt free right this is mm-hmm. a, we all deal with bills or whatever or whatnot and you're saying okay you know what 2020 we're going to be debt free so you take you, you sit down you're like okay we're going to manage the finance and comes a time that okay you see you see something that you would like to purchase let's say i don't know you well, you saw a brand new computer and you're like yo this computer is awesome no no tv let's say tv because both can can use it mm-hmm. let's say so you see that nice tv and you're like you know that's it's only a thousand dollars it's on rebate now we 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 save or whatnot then comes the disagreement one say okay no we we shouldn't buy it. the other one's like yeah but you we really need a tv or whatnot but if you come back to your vision your why which is okay we have to be debt free then it levels any any disagreement because if you go back to your why and your vision it says you need to be debt free then you understand that this is not a purchase to make so same thing when you have a disagreement or you have something you you're, you're going through something in your marriage you have to go back to your why okay why did we get married oh okay because we wanted to build a sol- solid foundation we wanted to break generational curses and not repeat the same patterns that um, our parents or grandparents have been doing okay let's work this through that's to, to me, that would be a great foundation on why you're getting married or a tool to, to have. There you go. There you go. Yeah. My two cents is just the fact that um, if it's not about vanity, it's not about proving anything to anyone. You have to be able and willing to, you know, just accept the fact that you love this person. You care about this person. You chose this person and you want to walk this path of, you know, building a journey, building a foundation, building something, whatever it wants, whether it's just like buying a house and having two kids in the backyard. It's just, that's totally fine. There's only something that you both want and someone that you trust, someone that you believe in, someone that you cherish, someone that you celebrate as much as yourself, you know, someone who can cry with, someone you can wake up to and laugh with and play around with. And just like, it's just going to be fun. It's not just about falling into the sack and having like, Hey, you know, cause even that fades, 
(laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other conversation in itself. Yes. But even that, that flame needs to be, you know, nurtured and kept alive because marriage is so many facets can go very broad, but you need to understand that at the core is, you know, it's not, it's being happy together, not just, just, just dealing with each other or settling for each other. And yes. that's, the, that's the mistake that I would not want people to make. You should not go down this path of sharing your life with someone if you're just going to settle for each other. Yeah, okay. So, you know, yeah. just going to deal with you. Like, okay, might as well. I like, guess we'll, I, yeah, we'll do the road. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> no. Like, no. no, no. It needs to be something that, you know, that electrifies you. You wake up and everyone's like, okay, I'm not saying it's going to be peachy and rosy every day. No. But you know what? Hey, and and ju- that that quote just just came to my mind right now. You know, it was just like so 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 stupid. But I'm just going to use it anyway. In the Sex in the City movie, there was one character that said, "Yeah, I love him every day, not all day every day, but every day." <laughs> no, and that is so true. It's kooky, yeah. but it's true. It's so true. Hey, man, <laughs> man, because. You know, Max, these are the kind of conversations that get me get that get me jazzed, you know, and these are the things that, you know, our compadres need to hear because yeah. it matters to me. And you know what? I couldn't think of another person to have this, you know, very open, very candid uh, conversation with. You know, I know you're a super busy guy and I want to keep my promise. You know, I'm very good on, you know, keeping my promise in regards to the clock. I'm not going to. Oh, man, late. <laughs> it's all but, good, man. <laughs> but seriously, you know, it's something that. I believe it's important, you know, for everybody within a committed relationship who needs to hear this in regards to, you know, sometimes the road might be rocky. Sometimes, you know, might be confused. You know, some people were considering getting married. You know, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm not in a place to tell you, like, yeah, do get married or no, don't get. No, you know what? Figure out the conversation with this person across from you and then make your 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 make up your mind for yourself. Yeah. This is a conversation that can help someone either way, wherever you fall on the fence, as long as you are blessed and satisfied and happy with your choice. You That's have my entire support on that road. Yes, man. man. And you know, like something came to my mind. So um one thing that is also important uh that I went through. So I'm speaking of because uh, I lifted like sometimes once you get kids involved in the relationship, it's so easy sometimes to get caught up in the routine. So you're just going to work, taking care of the kids and then going to work and then taking care of the kids. And you don't take time to to um, you, you don't spend enough time with your spouse. What comes afterwards is that you get a relationship that people have been together for 40 years. Then the kids get out of the house and then they separate. Who are you? Because because yeah. they didn't I don't take know it. you anymore. Exactly. Like I say, same thing. So we go back to the communication. Like you need to take the time to know your spouse, what she likes, what he, what she doesn't like. Things change over the years, and you know, I'm, I, I thought of that because I went to visit my mom and my neighbor passed by, and my mom was like, "Oh yeah, so we're gonna sell the house, whatnot." And he's like, "Yeah, me too," because I'm alone. And my mom was like, "Well, no, well, you have your wife." It's like, no. And then he's like, "No, well, she left." I was like, well, you've been together for like 50 something year. It's like, yeah, but we're still good friends. What do you mean? You spent oh, like 50, 50 years of your years lives. For us to but, be still good friends. 
Wow. But the ki- but the kids were out of the house, so he was basically living with a with a, with, with, a stranger. with a tenant with a stranger. So they decided to break it off. But I'm like, man, you cannot invest so many years with someone and not take the time to know that person. So it's and you know, the, you know the, the scary thing is the fact that it happens more often than you can. It's happening at a at a at a smaller smaller uh, frame rate that mm-hmm. most people want to understand. Because you know why? As again, we were talking about commitment. People mm-hmm. get bored or people, you know, resign themselves very easily. Like, you know, first year with a kid, second year with a kid, we realize, oh, kids are a lot of work too. And I <laughs> yeah. got to maintain my marriage as well. Really? I <laughs> know. Oh, F this. I'm out. <laughs> and then you have a kid in the mix. And that is yeah. so true. You know what? Because, and people need to hear this. So thank you for bringing it up. Um, yeah. Because we went through that. And, you know, because, you know, we lost our first. And then we had, you know, my daughter was born with the God's grace. And then my wife, you know, had a very complicated pregnancy. So she was stuck with the home, with, with, uh, with the baby the first year. So here I am doing the workaholic thing, you know, handling life outside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all you're doing is for the baby. All you're doing is in regards to baby. All you're doing is centered around the baby, you know, every single thing. And again, the baby in itself, like, you know, my daughter was premature. So, you know, even the, the formula was a special kind of formula that was super hyper expensive. Add that to desk or piling on. We just bought the house and everything. So everything that we talked about. So around the first two years, what do you think happens? We don't, we're, we're angry at each other. We're resentful toward each other. Yeah. The kid is healthy. Oh, sure. Like, you know, you go to the, you go to family's house. Yeah. Let's take pictures with the baby and yeah, baby's fine. Yeah. Great. We're terrific parents, but we are failing as partners, but monumentally. And it was not fun, but going back again, go back to your, to, to your previous comment in regards to having that open communication. What works for you? Like I told you, like, okay, we can lash out at each other as long as I got respect. And then we had to have these conversations. Like, listen, I'm not liking this. You know, we are parents, but we were people before we were engaged before we got married before we became parents can we go back to those people i'm not saying let's be the same people but can we understand that the couple has a place within the parenting yes a lot of people are ashamed (laughs) to admit that that (laughs) you have to put the couple first because the parenting the children stem from the marriage from the union it it's a pyramid see so the kids are not before you can't idolize your kids. You can't make your kids. Yes, your kids are first and foremost a priority. Okay, you're not going to let your kids sleep in the street. Duh. No. <laughs> but you cannot give what you don't have. And if your union is devoid of happiness, if your union is devoid of communication, if it's devoid of, you know, just positivity and, you know, nurturing and stuff, what do you think is going to trickle down into the, the, your relationship with your kids? It's just hypocrisy. It's just toxicity. It's just resentment. And that's a mistake a lot of people make. And I had to go through that. And, you know, that's something I want people to hear because my words are very truthful. You don't want to go down that road. It's not fun. Some people don't walk away from it. Like I said, people just, you know what? F it. You know what? I can't, I can't take this shit. I'm just like, I'm gone. I'm gone. And you have a kid in the mix. And then that's where you go with like, you know, with one week with me, one week with me, one week with me. It's like, not fun. And people need to hear this reality. You know, marriage is some serious business. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no joke. Ain't no joke, man. (laughs) Man. But, you know, it's all about real talk, man. It's all about real talk. And, you know, I thank you for, you know, for being so open and so forthcoming. Because, again, it's important to to talk to a brother 
And you know what? As always, signing off, man. Where can the people, you know, connect with you, Max? No, first of all, first of all, I want to thank you, as always. Celebrate you for everything you're doing on the Man Cave Live. Um, personal project that became its own movement. And I personally always look for, I can't always chime in every week, but I just catch, like, you know, I log in every week and I just, like, give a comment here or there. But it's so rewarding to see you know, a community of men and you cheerleading, you know, these men doing a great, great things and just having a normal, open conversation about everything, everything, yeah. <laughs> our money, our relationships, how to be entrepreneurs and how to break our careers. And I love the fact that it's so open and so candid on IG live. So you guys definitely please do follow Max on IG and then just tune in every two, every Thursday at yes. eight, you know, with your guests. And I believe this week we have Etienne Boulet. Etienne Boulet this week. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's, as that's so probably one. so this episode probably going to come after this broadcast, but you know just so I'm definitely going to repost it on Instagram. But uh, yeah, man, it's a terrific project. And again, I want to thank you for all the terrific energy, Max, because you're a real one, and really, man, like you know, you're a brother, and I really mean that. You know, ever, once this once this craziness is over, I'm definitely having you and your tribe over for barbecue. You have for to make sure. this happen. We are here for sure, <laughs> making it happen, man. But yes, where can man. people connect with you, man? All right, so you can connect with me on uh, on IG. So it's I am Max De La Cruz. Yes, it's my real name. I am Max De La Cruz. And uh, you can follow me also on Facebook, same uh, same handle. So I am Max De La Cruz. And uh, like we said, so I, I host the Man Cave Live podcast every Thursday and uh, 8 p.m. and sometimes 9 p.m. So uh, we have an open and honest conversation about anything related to, to, to manhood, uh, fatherhood, relationship, and everything in between. My man, and yes. definitely something that you know helps the conversation moving forward. So every single yes. one of us, every single one of our brothers, can actually put in their two cents, and that is how we're going to move the conversation forward. And that's yeah. you know going probably you know it's going to take some time, but I want to see this change. You know, you know, eventually it will happen. I maintain that. Yes. And you know what? As always, running tradition on the pod, my man. Like you know, just a following quote, a call to action, leaving the floor up to the guests. You know, just see us through and waking up tomorrow. You know, just one significant step. A quote whatever you know just taking that next step towards the next level what can we leave the listeners with um i would say um if if you want to do something um whether it's a, a plan or you have a goal you need to stop i want to say to someone you need to stop putting uh, roadblocks or talking yourself down before you even get started um I'm talking about this because I can take the, the man cave live as an, uh, as an example, like someone was telling me, Taina was telling me, okay, you do it. But I was putting roadblocks already on, I was putting road roadblocks already on my projects and it didn't even start it. And, and that quote that, and I got a quote that, that said, uh, be careful how you talk to the warrior within because it knows no difference on if it's the enemy or yourself. So you need to make sure that whenever you want to do whatever you want to make go forward, man, that you do not talk yourself down. You need to be your first cheerleader. You need to, to, to have confidence in what you're doing. And then once you, you get this started slowly, but surely you can collect the pieces that are missing in order to make your thing move forward, but do not talk yourself down. Do not talk bad about yourself to yourself. That's what I, that's what I got to say. Yes. Internal dialogue is primary and how we carry that is so influential into how we interact with the world. So we need to watch what we tell ourselves. Max, 
thank you as always for your terrific energy for your brotherhood for your support because you know i really appreciate all the reposts and like you know just you know making a comment here and there so yes, i really I, it doesn't go unnoticed my friend i really really do appreciate it but as always you know to you and yours all the blessings please do stay safe all right yes, you too. all the best and of course all my love to cindy guys another episode of waking the awesome in the can with my man max de la cruz i'll be sure to check out all his, his wonderful content guys please do check follow max on instagram i am max de la cruz on instagram and check out the ig live podcast every thursday 8 p.m sometimes 9 p.m but stay up with the with the with the postings for the correct time but guys thank you so much for supporting this wonderful journey of awaken the awesome as always your host Olivier Day, checking in and guys have a terrific evening stay blessed stay resilient as always do stay awesome this has been another episode of the awaken the awesome podcast we always love to get your feedback so please do drop us a line via instagram facebook or email our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.